I'm your host, Joy Taylor, and this is another episode of A Funny Thing Happened. The last one, I read a, um, a chapter from my book, and yeah, it was kind of weird for me to read a chapter because I feel like I feel like I like to tell stories, but reading it was really strange. Anyway, today I'm going to tell a story about Nana and the Mafia, which is, I did write this story in my book, but I think it's better if I tell it. And where I'm going to start is I'm going to start by saying I don't know what parts of this story are not 100% correct, but I'm sure there are parts of this story that aren't because they've been passed on, it's been passed on down the years by family members and uh, I'm sure a few things got askew. But the bits that I remember, I'll tell you first because... It's, it's just the most bizarre story. It's so, so crazy. Anyway, my nana, who I just adored, lived in a big old house in Adelaide. And we always, we just always thought of her as rich nana. Like she just was loaded. Like she'd buy dad a new car when he needed it, a lawnmower, a house, whatever he wanted. Anyway, um, the funny thing is, I guess we never really thought too much about it, but this is what I know to be fact. I was about 40, I think, and I went home to Adelaide. Nana passed away and I, I really loved it. So I was pretty sad and went to the funeral. And after mum said, do you want any of Nana's stuff? And oh, I would have loved all her furniture because she had all this art deco, the most beautiful furniture. But, uh, you know, getting it all to Sydney was just such a hassle. And um I already had, you know, pretty much furnished my house. So there were a few things that I said I wanted. She had this beautiful, oh, God, it was just the loveliest. It's called a jardinier and it's like a, a big sort of 1920s pot on a stand that had a huge fern and it was beautiful. So I, I, I wanted that. And I said to mum I'd really love her old corsets because they had whale boning in them and I don't condone killing whales for the whale boning but it goddamn is the best stuff for boning and so I thought I'd unpick uh, I'd take all the corsets and unpick and take all the boning out anyway mum said it would be because her corsets were quite big and you know I remember they were like a, a fleshy pink color and they had all crisscross of um lacing at the back and they were yeah they were quite big so there was a lot of boning in there so mum said what if we sit down one day and just unpick all the boning and take it out. That'll be easier for you to get back to Sydney and it won't take up as much room. Actually, there was about, I think there was about five courses. Anyway, <laughs> we started to unpick the boning and this is what happened. So sitting there with mum, unpicking, 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 and I thought, this is weird. There's a break every so often in the boning. I could see it. And <laughs> when I unpicked the first one, there was like four pound notes rolled up tiny like rolled up as tight as you could and all the way down there were all these pound notes all you know rolled as tight as you could roll them no no whale boning and I'm there mum why is why did that hide money in her courses and and pound notes because you know pounds hadn't been around for a long time and mum kind of went she got all flustered and she said oh I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it and I'm there well I'd really like to really like to know. And she said, Oh, Nana had to hide a lot of money um, because of tax. And I'm there, oh, that's okay, that's really weird, but sure, I accepted that. 
Uh, so that I know for fact because I sat there and unpicked the corsets and there were the pound notes and um, I didn't keep any of them, sadly. Mum took them all. And um, anyway, no boning. There was all pound notes on, in all of the corsets. So anyway, that was useless to me, but I thought, well, there's a story here that I'd love to know. And then I forgot about it. Now, here's the other thing that's fact that I remembered after my brother-in-law told me this story about when Nana got all her money. And this I this is fact. I, I have a good memory of this. That in 1966, the pounds changed over to dollars. And as you can imagine, everyone was excited. You know, there was all this new money coming and we were going to have dollar coins instead of dollar notes. And, uh, you know, there, were, there was going to be all this fantastic money and we were changing from pounds to dollars and they had a song on the TV that went like this, income the dollars, I know it off by heart, of course, income the dollars and income the cents to replace the pounds, shillings and the pence. Be prepared, folks, when the pounds begin to mix on the 14th of February 1966. If ever there was a question on Millionaire Hot Seat, that was that. I would know that exact date because we used to sing it. My sisters and I used to sing it, my brother, all the time. Anyway, Mum and Dad would go into a meltdown. And as a kid, I don't even know, how old was I? 66, I was a 12. So as a kid, I, I remember thinking, why every time that song comes on, there's all this kind of secrecy and um, jittery, <laughs> jitteriness, if that's a word. And everyone was kind of very secretive. And I, and I would say, I love that song and mum would say, I hate that song. That's a stupid song. But I thought, why is everybody so worried about the pounds coming in? Well, there was a reason that they were all so worried. But So they're the two facts that I have. And then years later I was talking to my sister and, and I was saying about Nana's corsets and I said, I wish I knew the story mum won't tell me. And my brother-in-law said, I know, he said, um, your dad told me when he was drunk one night, he was drunk a lot, <laughs> he told me one night where, the, where Nana's money came from and this is the best story. Now, you have to remember this is second-hand, third-hand information, so not everything will be correct, but I know some things that are correct. So anyway, I'll tell you the story as it was told to me. So Nana used to take in boarders, and in after the war there were a lot of single men that um, – came here from Europe and different places that had no family and they were looking for just a cheap place to live. I think, it, you know, there was the Depression and then World War Two. Anyway, Nana took in boarders. She had um, the front of her house had like a, it's called a sleep out and it's like a, ver a closed in veranda with um, uh, like louvers. And I remember, I remember this, uh, room because I always used to think it was so beautiful I love the louvers her house was just beautiful and uh and I'd think oh I could live here it had a wardrobe and a bed and it was it was quite lovely he obviously would have had to you know go down the back of the house to use the bathroom and kitchen but he had a bed and whatever in his room anyway there were a few boarders and I remember I remember one guy called Stan he was from Lithuania and he was just so lovely but I do not remember this guy, Albie. And, um, yeah, my brother-in-law told me about Albie and he said, what happened with Albie? Albie used to be a runner, um, a bookie for the mafia. Now, 
I don't know how this works, but the Adelaide Mafia is real. There's like an underground Italian mafia. And I can only tell this story now because it's been so long. Anyway, uh, what happened was um, Albie used to take bets on the horses and Nana was, a, was everyone in the family used to call her a horse goer. And um, she thought she had the most beautiful collection of hats and um, which I actually had a few of. They were, they were just lovely. So Nana always had amazing hats and made incredible coats and shoes, like expensive. And um, so anyway, she, Albie used to go to Nana and say, are you coming to the, the races, Maud? And, and Nana would go, oh, you know, yeah, I'm going to go. Or no, I'm not going to go. Anyway, apparently on this day, I don't know how old Albie was, I'm guessing he would have been in his 70s. Anyway, on this particular day, he always used to tell Nana how much money he he was taking from the mafia to bet on the horses for them. And this bit, that bit, I don't know how that works, how he took all the money to the races and put all the bets on. I don't know how any of that works. But what I do know is um, my brother-in-law said apparently what happened was Albie had a kit bag and I don't know if you know what a kit bag is but um they used to carry them to work and they're kind of like that I remember a a kit bag because dad had one and they were brown and they clipped at the top they they were quite big I'm trying to think of you know you could fit a lot of stuff in there but um a lot of men would take them on trains and buses and things and it would have everything they owned in there so it would close at the top and clip with this gold clip and um, yeah, you could when once it was opened, you could fit a lot of stuff in there. Anyway, apparently um, Albie was gone off to the races, and he always told Nana exactly how much money he was betting on the horses, and he'd say to her, "You know, you, do you want me to put a bet on for you?" So this day, Nana didn't go to the races, but she um, put a bet on. Anyway, she said to him, "Yeah, put a you know, put a bet on this horse." You know the this this one that she knew about and she was she won a lot of money at the races actually anyway Albie said to her oh I've you know they've given me six thousand I think it was six thousand but it was very specific like six thousand three hundred pounds say I don't know exactly because this is like I said third-hand information anyway to bet on the horses so off he went and when he came home that night Nana said oh you know how did you go and he goes oh yeah we did <laughs> really well like there's a lot of money in my kit bag like a lot and Nana went oh well that's fantastic you know well done you you know good job whatever and then that night Albie died so in his bedroom is a kit bag full and if you know what a kit bag is it's full of pound notes full to the top anyway Nana who (laughs) what I think about her my memory of Nana is she was a bit feisty, I guess, but she was always sitting in the kitchen with it, holding on to a handbag. She was always holding on to that handbag like the queen. She had this little alligator handbag. And I used to think, <laughs> we used to laugh because we'd go, what does she have in that handbag? She goes to the toilet and takes it with her. She, anywhere she goes, she'd, well, she had rolled up pound notes in that handbag, uh, which you know, we just happened to have a peek one day. And uh, so that's a fact. I knew that. Anyway, Nana and her handbag and her amazing hat. She actually reminded me of the Queen Mother. Some of her hats were beautiful. Anyway, so what happened was the next morning she went into Albie's room and like I said, he had no family at all because he'd come over from Europe and Nana knew of no, there was no one, there was just her. And he had a car apparently, 
an old car in the driveway and the kit bag was full to the top. So Nana took a huge risk, (laughs) huge risk, and she decided to take all of the money out and leave the £6,300 behind. So I don't know. I don't know how much money it would have been. An awful lot of money if it was if the bag was almost full. So anyway, then apparently, then what happened was Nanas had to start hiding all the money, and th- and she had to organise Albie's funeral. And the the Italian guy, an Italian guy, came around and offered to pay for Albie's funeral. To you know, a few days later, said, "Look, you know." But we we want the kit bag with the money, and and Nana said, "Oh yeah, I know about the the money." But how the hell did they did someone not see him at the races? I don't know. But anyway, that is a big risk that Nana took. So the Italian guy, they all paid for the funeral, however much that was, and he gave Nana the money and said, "You just you organize." And it was sadly, it was just Nana and um, a couple of people that knew him, which is yeah, pretty sad. Anyway. So the Italian guy goes off. Nana has all this money that she is hiding behind pictures under her mattress, like all over the house, apparently. And the only other person that knew about it was Dad, my stepdad. Anyway, us kids had no clue. We just knew that Nana hung on to that handbag, like, like I don't know how much money she had in there. Anyway, so like I said, Nana bought Dad a house. She bought a few houses in St. Peter's in Adelaide, which is a really beautiful area. Her house was beautiful. I used to love going there because she had this, oh, God, her lounge room. I could just I just, could just could lay on the carpet. It was so beautiful. And it, the lounge was like an old, um, an old 1940s lounge, and it was kind of a chocolate brown, and in the indentations was a moon with a little house, and... I used to sit there and think, this is the most beautiful room I've ever been in. It it literally was because we lived in the burbs. I mean, our house was very ordinary and um, it was very 70s actually and I didn't really like that area. So everything was orange and lime green. So Nana's house to me was paradise and she had this jardinier in the corner with a huge kentia palm and uh, she had two elephants with their trunks up with... um, Oh, my, with men in turbans. I mean, the, the detail in this room, there were so many beautiful things. And all Art Deco, like the beautiful coffee table with the half moon underneath. I just remember all of her furniture was just really beautiful. She had this beautiful bedspread that was um, pale blue silk and it was all embroidered. The whole bedspread, like it, it would have been a double bed, not a bigger than that, I don't think, but... Uh, on one side, I unpicked all the fringing because I wanted to see how it all went together and then I couldn't put it back together. And she had this enormous mirror. And we didn't even have mirrors in our house except I think we had a small bathroom mirror and she had this enormous mirror that was all gilt. Oh, God, her house was just so beautiful. Anyway, so they had all this. she had all this money and she bought houses and I'm not really sure what else. She bought a lot of hats and she had beautiful shoes. Like all her shoes were all handmade. Anyway, the the mafia never knew. I don't know how they never knew. They it seems unbelievable, but I'm guessing it's it's all true because of the you know the course of money. Anyway, then what happened was in 1966 she had to ex- exchange all that money for dollars and cents, 
and dad my dad kept taking <laughs> his blood pressure he had one of those machines and that's the other thing he was always taking his blood pressure because it because he was really worried that they were going to get caught <laughs> it's so funny oh my god it really is a good story anyway um yeah that's the story of nana and the mafia i really hope i haven't missed any bits out but i don't know how they changed all that money over i know oh that's right mum got a whole lot of gold jewelry she she bought so much gold jewelry and I did think that was really odd so I reckon it was around the same time as that when you had to when the dollar pounds got changed to dollars and all of a sudden mum who dressed in like I she just she wasn't a person that dressed up she was a, a yoga teacher and she just used to wear tights and floral uh, like floral tops and um, like knit. She always wore knit stuff and all of a sudden uh, she's got all this gold jewellery. I did think that was odd. <laughs> anyway, when uh, when mum passed away, um, she, I didn't want any of that gold jewellery because I just thought it's all tainted. And then uh, all that money got left to my brother and I thought, yeah, don't want any of that money. That money's bad juju. <laughs> anyway, I do think it's a funny story. So on that note, I'm going to go. I have, uh, I still have lots of stories, but um, yeah, that that is a good story, isn't it? God, I wish I, I wish I really knew a hundred percent all the nitty gritty of it because uh, there must be so much more to that story, right? Anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, dear old Nana, I did love her. <laughs> That's my Nana and the Mafia story, and I will make another podcast soon. Okay, you can follow us on Instagram, A Funny Thing Happened Podcast, and I really love to hear, uh, I really love to get feedback and find out if you're, I mean, I can see who, you know, I can see what countries are listening and I can get feedback that way, but I love to hear personally. A friend of mine um, sent me a message and said she really loved the last podcast because it was a lot like her story and I thought, oh, God, you know, I never knew that and that's lovely. It's just really great to hear. So anyway, you can message me on Instagram if you um, want to give me some feedback. Other than that, have a great Sunday. (laughs) Actually, is it Sunday? I don't even know, Saturday. (laughs) Have a great Saturday. (laughs) See you next time. Bye-bye.